What's going on, guys? I'm Michael Keem, joined here by Vito Patel, and this is the Crew Sports Pod, episode number 34. We're going to be talking football today. We had a crazy college football weekend and an even wilder NFL opening weekend. Uh, I don't know which one was more fun. Well, I know which one was more fun for us, but I don't know which one was crazier out of the two, Vito. It's both were insane. I think, uh, like you said, the more fun one was the NFL one because I guess it just resulted in joy because both our teams won. But college was mm-hmm. heartbreak. But I think a lot, a lot of college fans would love a weekend like this. Yeah, college like checking the scores at the end of Saturday was insane. I was at the Notre Dame game, very hot and not very fun, especially how we played. That was probably one of the bigger upsets of the day. App State beating number six, Texas A&M. Maybe an even bigger upset than number eight, Notre Dame losing. Real quick, I was going to say, uh, last week we were talking about the 12-team playoff, and I think this is the one thing that I'd be like pretty excited about for the 12-team playoff. Because at the end of the day, we know App State and Marshall are not making the playoffs this year. But let's say they did run the table. But a 12-team playoff, I think they have, I mean, they have a chance. Well, Marshall? They are never doing that again. <laughs> Yo, App State low key yeah. kind of looks decent. Yeah, I mean they've they've played two big name teams already. Yeah, and they hung with North Carolina. Honestly, could have won that one easily. I mean, not easily, but could have won that one. At A and M, they they won, which A and M is kind of embarrassing because we were talking about this before. But North Carolina had like well over five hundred yards and sixty three points on App State, whereas A and M couldn't move the ball. I mean. It seemed like great game management by the coaching staff at App State. So I, I, I don't know, but A&M better get it together with all these high recruits. Their fans cannot be much happier than Notre Dame's fans right now. Oh, absolutely. Expensive recruits, too. I'm sure those boosters were a little upset how much money they dropped <laughs> on this L. That is true. Uh, the other great games, Bama had to kick a last-minute field goal to get past Texas. This is an insane game. I think Bama's not as good as people thought they were, at least on offense. Uh, and honestly, Quinn Ewers was legit. Like when he was healthy, they were moving the ball pretty easily on that elite Alabama defense. I'm surprised. I'm excited to see what's gonna happen when he comes back later this year. How long is he gonna be out for? I heard four to six weeks. So hopefully he comes back. It's like he'll come back like mid-season. Yeah, I'd love to see Oklahoma versus at Texas with Quinn Ewers there. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, he was like the highest recruit ever and then had to go sit behind cj stroud in ohio state and then came back to texas he basically kind of looked i mean he even has long hair too but he kind of looked like Trevor lawrence when lawrence picked apart that bama defense that one year yeah i mean and that texas like they had a lot of people that we talked about from last year on offense especially yeah that offense was explosive and their defense is really impressive to keep that alabama offense to only 20 points i mean i think bama has like one game a year where they like almost look kind of vulnerable, where they like squeak it out, or maybe they'll lose like last year to Texas A&M. But uh, I think they'll get their stuff together. Yeah, they'll find a way. We'll say as a elite coach. Uh, but that close game got Texas ranked. They moved to 21 now. Last week's number 20, Kentucky upset last week's number 12, Florida. Now Kentucky jumps all the way to top 10, number 9. Florida drops to 18. Kentucky looks good. Yeah, I think Kentucky's legit. And I really think Florida was overhyped. Uh, Anthony Richardson is out of the, out of the conversation already. He played awful. <laughs> After week two. Yeah. <laughs> um, other upsets. Last week was number 21. BYU beat the top 10 team in Baylor. And BYU jumps all the way up to 12th. And Baylor drops down to 17th this week. BYU, a couple good wins. 
That BYU schedule is so hard. I know, but they're doing pretty good. Yeah, they're taking care of business for sure. Good for them. Hopefully they continue to do that until they meet my team in Vegas. Well, let's see how Notre Dame handles Cal next week before we move on to BYU. Yeah, fair. Um, Tennessee beat Pitt, who is looking pretty decent, and they move up to 15th after their upset. Um, so that's I mean, Notre Dame, number 8 lost. Texas A&M, number 6 lost. Florida at number 12 lost. Baylor at number 9 lost. And Pitt at number 17. That's five ranked teams getting upset. A lot of chaos. Three in the top 10, right? Mm-hmm. Four in the top 12. Insane. And, and almost number one, Bama. Uh, but let's talk about our team. Uh, probably one of the worst performances we've seen by Notre Dame recently. And Notre Dame, they go from opening the season up at number five, losing Ohio State, just dropping back a couple spots number eight. Now they're unranked for the first time since 2017. And we had some hope after playing Ohio State. We hung with them. We're like, okay, that was pretty good. Um, but against Marshall, our O-line was trash. Our QB play was trash. Our, like, passing defense was trash. What did you see, Vito? The position group that I think was going was gonna to be the worst and was the worst was the receivers. No separation. But to be honest, uh, we knew that coming into the season that we had no one returning. The thing that pisses me off, though, was the offensive line because everyone is talking about how it's going to be one of the best position groups in the country, returning all starters, and we could move the ball in Marshall. Like, there's no push. The running backs were seeing no holes. I was expecting, like, to be honest, I wanted to see seven, eight yards of carry against Marshall. I felt like we had a big line. <laughs> running backs were seeing holes, but now, nah, like, three yards of carry. And a lot of that happened because mm-hmm. Buckner's uh, runs, at, which weren't even running backs, and then one carry by Lorenzo Styles was, like, 20 yards. So we really ran, like, two yards of carry against them. I know. I mean, I was sitting in one of the end zones. I was just watching, like, down, like, from behind the line. Uh-huh. Nothing, not anywhere where the running back could go ever. It's not like everyone's want to hold open up and go through. Like never, never for the whole first half. It was crazy. Like nothing, absolutely nothing. It was like every time that you'd hand the ball off, you'd run into a wall. I mean, by brute strength alone, I feel like they should be stronger than the Marshall guys at least. Despite yeah, quality of players and like the crazy thing too is also when Marshall's quarterback. I have no idea who it is. We'll start scrambling. He would have like, there'd be like options. Like I saw like, oh man, this guy's kind of wide open, but he, I don't think he had like the ability to get it to him. Like, cause it's like a kind of a difficult throw while you're running. So like, it was like a little bit better of like a, or a higher recruit. They would have torched us. That's facts. Honestly, the, that one running back had 160 yards rushing on our defense, which is kind of annoying. <laughs> I feel like our defense should have completely prevented any run. I mean, first of all, I think our team should have ran a lot more yards than they did. It should have been the other way around. Like, if we're losing the trenches to a team like Marshall, uh, we're not even a tough team. No, man. I mean, Marshall's got to feel great, though. Like, they came to South Bend, to Notre Dame mm-hmm. Stadium, and whooped them. Like, they just outplayed them all three phases of the game. We did, our defense didn't even create, hasn't created any turnovers this season. One of the only few defenses in the country that didn't create a turnover yet, which our, I thought our team would have a lot of ball hawkers and a lot of, you know, pass rush. I don't know. I was, I was expecting a lot more from both our defense and O-line so far. Yeah, me too. And then, so looking ahead to next week, I mean, we played Cal, Lions Notre Dame by 11. Also, Tyler Buckner, he's got to have surgery on his non-throwing shoulder. I saw him land. He kind of got tackled and, and kind of landed on it. So he's done for the year, I think. If he's going to miss four or five months, that's the rest of the season. So Drew Pine takes over from here on out. So next week against Cal, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. What, what are you thinking for Notre Dame, Vito? I, don't, I like it. I think I think uh, Tommy Reese isn't good at calling play calls for dual-threat quarterback. Like last year when we had Cone, I think he calls a pretty solid plays. 
Tommy Reese is the definition of a pocket passer. So I think this might work out better. But the thing I really want to see more than pine, like more important than pine ball out, I want to see our offensive line create some push to get our running backs going. Agreed. Like Notre Dame's always been run first. Like we've always had a good offensive line and, and always had like good or at worst decent running backs, but like they always have holes. So like they look pretty good. I'm kind of thinking like last year, our defense, I mean, remember the first couple weeks, our defense did not look great. Like you saw kind of glimpses, but it didn't look great. We got burned a lot. Then throughout the season, like they tightened up, they got better, like Freeman figured it out and, and fixed the issues. I think he's going to do the same thing just with the team instead of just the defense. I, yeah, like, I'm not giving up on Notre Dame yet. I know it's only been two weeks, but, like, loss to Marshall as Notre Dame is pretty serious. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm bullish. I'm still hoping we get over eight and a half wins. I see why it's, it's <laughs> closer. It's going to be closer than I thought. Honestly, I thought that they just thought because BYU, USC, uh, Ohio State, and Clubs were good teams. But no, it's because they knew a couple things about our O-line and we did it. I guess so. Man. Vegas always knows. That's scary. Yeah. Um, uh, other games around college though. Next week, college game day is going to be at App State, and they take on Troy. I don't know how good of a game that's going to be. Uh, I don't watch either of their football teams, but App State, the college, the school, their students got to be hyped that college game day is coming to them. Yeah, that's just huge for them for sure. I remember that's got to feel like our first football weekend at IU. Ohio State came to town, and that was first time college game day came to Bloomington. Yes, yeah. It's got to be like that. So good for them. Everyone's excited. Yeah. Yeah, they deserved it. They beat a top yeah, five team on the road. Oh, they're, they're going to have a blast next weekend. Um, Other ranked games, you got number 12 BYU taking on number 25 Oregon. Oregon's back in the mix in the rankings. And then number 13 Miami takes on number 24 A&M. Uh, for both of those games, number 24 A&M and number 25 Oregon are the favorites. Wow. Interestingly enough. A&M by five and a half and Oregon by three and a half. I, I don't really understand the Oregon one, but I definitely see the A&M one. Yeah. I, I mean, BYU beat South Florida, and which is like, okay, and Baylor. Which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Oregon, after putting up three points and losing to Georgia, hung 70 on Eastern Washington last week. And then bro, Miami has already scored 100 points this season in two games. They put up 70 week one and 30 last week. Sheesh. There's, I don't think that's definitely not going to last this next week. I, I really do. Uh, like the Pep Rally guy, I think that the AM has a wrecking crew defense. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, but 100 points already? That's insane. But I mean, the competition wasn't all that. Yeah, but A&M needs this win because check out their schedule from here on out. Number 10, Arkansas, then Mississippi State, then Bama, then South Carolina, Ole Miss, Florida, Auburn, UMass, and LSU. That is like probably four to five ranked teams. Sheesh, that is nuts. That better be a blunder or else. That, uh, that booster club of uh, A&M is going to be pissed after they go 6-6 six and six this year if they're really as bad as they look. They're going to all go to Texas. <laughs> That's fair. They got quid. I think there's going to be a lot of chaos in week three, too. So it's going to continue. I think only only week one was the kind of boring one, but it was still hype because it was opening week. Yeah. College was going crazy, but we both enjoyed the NFL last week. So let's get into that. The NFL week one was also madness. I mean, you opened it up the kickoff game Thursday. Bills don't mean to brag. We ran over the Super Bowl champs in the second half. Absolutely destroyed them. Both sides of the ball, so many picks through by Stafford, and Josh Allen looks elite already against an elite defense. 
Yeah, I mean, it looked like they were missing Vaughn, and we look good with Vaughn. Yeah, facts. Vaughn is a game-changer ranking crew. He made a bigger impact than I thought, because when we signed him, pretty big, like, big contract. I was like, okay, like, I like him. Two-time Super Bowl champ, I get that, but like, geez. But he made a difference so far, and I hope that was just like a glimpse of what's to come. A lot of these new team signings so far this first weekend, we'll talk about it more, but it seems to be a pretty good addition. Like, it seems like DMs figured out you know, who's the right fit in general. A lot of these new players on their new teams are going off. Yes. Um, but all right, continuing with the week one madness, two overtime games and one already ended in the tie. A lot of games came down to field goals, like last second field goals. You had New Orleans, Pittsburgh in overtime, and Cleveland at the last second all made field goals to win. And then well, we saw Monday night Denver, Tennessee against the Giants, Cincinnati a few times, and Indy all missed field goals to win the game. Dang. Even the Steelers missed in overtime. That's crazy. It, it was crazy. I haven't seen so many missed field goals in one week ever. Wow. I was surprised. Yeah, it was it was not a good week for some fantasy kickers, including mine. No, no. Who got cut now off my fantasy team and the Colts. <laughs> but Russ and Baker's revenge games were spoiled. Both of them lost. They were both of my bets of the week last week to cover the spread, not even money line, and they both lost. Yeah, that's insane. I've, I actually, I generally think the quarterback that goes on a new team usually has an advantage, especially where with the Browns, they don't even actually have their starting quarterback yet, and the Seahawks are trying to tank. So for both of them to take <laughs> that L, it's kind of bad. But I know, did not see that coming for sure. With those not so great performances there was a lot of impressive performances saquon and mike thomas look to be back justin jefferson is making his case for best player of the year geno smith looked pretty good mahomes shows why he's still the best quarterback um i think five touchdown passes facts and then all the new receivers and all their new teams and places across the league look great Absolutely. A.J. Brown, uh, definitely being wide receiver one for Jalen Hurts. Uh, Devonta Adams already taking over in the Raiders. I think they already had a chem- chemistry in college, Carr and Adams. But the one that surprised me was Christian Kirk, because like, I was like, what are the Brown? I mean, what are the Jaguars doing paying? Like, Christian Kirk was a wide receiver three, in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> and he, he he's playing pretty good. I thought I was surprised by Tyreek Hill. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're more surprised by uh, Tua. That'd be more about Hill. Uh, I mean, there's also one catch where Tyreek like went up one hand and took it away from like prevented a pick from like, oh, a yeah. snag. I saw that. That was absolutely nuts. Bro, Cheetah is insane. Yeah, but the Chiefs also look better without him, not gonna lie. But it's also one game, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I really think this is one of those situations where it's like a win-win. They're both I think both Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes are just elite. That it didn't really matter, you know, who yeah, if they had each other or not. True, true. I agree with that. And even Jarvis, uh, being wide receiver two on the Saints, went off. He was actually lead, he led the uh, team in receptions and yards. I even argued he might end up being wide receiver three if Chris Olave had a decent debut game. Yeah, and Khalil Mack. Uh, I'm kind of upset, but I mean it's okay because the Bears won. But Khalil Mack had a good debut on his uh on the Chargers. Uh, leads the NFL with three sacks right now. That's crazy. That game ended up being more defensive than I thought it would be. I'm more surprised that the Raiders' offense, the defense is slowing down the Chargers' offense, though. I thought the Chargers added good defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Bears game. That was a rain show. I don't know if you saw the iconic slide by Fields and the rest of the crew. I did see it. I was actually watching that one. I had the 49ers <laughs> defense in fantasy, and I was looking good until they hung 19 
in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say late rally. The Bears looking pretty good with Fields now. QB one. Yeah, he had a couple of nice plays too, like extending, scrambling out, extending plays. <laughs> yeah, finding an off receiver, Tuddy. Yeah, he was good. Uh, with all the great performances, there were some not so great performances. Packers looked horrible in Week One again. Kind of remind me of last year's Week One, where they just got blown up by the Saints. And then the other one, probably Joe Burrow, five turnovers, and they still almost ended up winning. But you know, kicking struggles cost them the game. <laughs> that Bengals game, I was like, he watched Joe Burrow uh, tie it to Chase at the last play, which he did. He threw it to Chase with no time left. I was like, holy shit, that's crazy. Like, that's crazy. And yeah, uh, Shooter was uh, on my fantasy team. He missed the extra point. But I got blocked, right? Minka Fitzpatrick blocked it. He was insane. He scored a touchdown, too, for the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick six. <laughs> yeah. He, was, <laughs> he, he pretty much won that, that game. And... Money Mitch is back to his winning ways. He's, you know, he's a winning quarterback. He has a winning record overall. And I don't know, I guess he just starts for winning teams. Sure. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, the Monday night game was interesting. That was one of the revenge games we talked about earlier. He seemed a little high on Geno Smith. Yeah. Geno Smith went crazy, but I didn't I didn't expect it. He he actually looked I don't think anyone expected <laughs> yeah. it. He said, uh, they wrote me out, but I didn't write back. <laughs> that was iconic. <laughs> uh, I don't think this lasts very long for Geno Smith. I think tape catches up with him, and he just comes mediocre again. But he was really, like, efficient, like, really accurate. Like, what, over 80% completion percentage? Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, that's pretty good. And I thought that Broncos defense, especially that secondary, was pretty solid. Yeah, Sertan and DK were going at it. That was fun. Um, but DK and and Lockett really didn't do much. Yeah. It was the other receivers and yo, those two teams they they use like seven tight ends that game between the two teams. Dang, that makes sense. though. when they got clamps on the corner, the corners are clamping up these receivers. I guess going ahead to the pick'em. You know, you're starting off zero and one this year again. Yeah, something's just never change. <laughs> it was not a particularly great week for either of us, but I ended up winning by a couple. We had a lot of differences. Yeah, that was crazy. Honestly, there was, I, I mean, I, I missed most of my picks, but th- that week was kind of hard to predict. I didn't, re- like, a lot of upsets. Heck, I didn't even pick my own Bears. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I got, I ended up getting nine, you got seven, but let's see this week if there's any difference. Let's go through them. Uh, I don't think we have as many differences as last week, but so off Thursday night game, we got Chargers at Kansas City. This is going to be a great game, but we both picked Kansas City. Uh, my theme throughout this whole week, I really favored a lot of home teams. That's that's literally what I was thinking too. I mean, you'll see it. Yeah. So is that is that kind of what went into picking this game too? Yeah, I think they're pretty even. So I just favored the home team slightly. That that was my thinking, and I think they're gonna split this. So if, if Kansas City ends up picking this game, I'm telling you for now, like the next time these two teams play each other, I don't know what week it is, but I'm going Chargers. That's fair. Honestly, I think. I might be mistaken, but I feel like the Chiefs' defense got a little better. I mean, I know Patrick Mahomes went off. I don't know how they looked better, but yeah, they held up to seven points until the fourth quarter. So I think I don't know. I don't know what they did, but because they lost with their best defender, anyways. I know, but they might have a better defense than usual. Uh, well, they will be tested against the Chargers. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'm uh, moving into Sunday. Jets at Cleveland. Uh, we both got Cleveland. 
Washington at Detroit. We both got Detroit. Tampa at New Orleans. We both have New Orleans. That's interesting. That is interesting. That's one of my upsets for this week. Same, yeah. I mean, just because New Orleans, we hinted at it last week. They always have Tampa's number. I think they split the series throughout the year, too. So I'm just going with the home team. And just wild Jameis and everyone's healthy. Yeah. We don't know how long that'll be. Uh, next, we got Carolina at the Giants. This week looks like you're going with the Giants. I'm going with Carolina. I think they end up figuring this one out. I like that comeback from the Giants. They look pretty hot at the end of that game. That's the first opener the Giants won in, like, I don't know, at least five years. And it's the first time the Giants have a winning record since that boat pick with OBJ and all them. What? Wow. <laughs> Just because they're 1-0. Oh. Sheesh. Um, all right, that's our first difference. Oh, our second difference, New England at Pittsburgh. I got Pittsburgh. You got New England. Wow. I mean, Pittsburgh did look good. Their defense did. But I don't expect a Bill Belichick team to go 0-2. That's true. And Pittsburgh lost TJ Watt for at least six weeks. I don't know. Their defense is so good. I think Joe Burrow and that offense is way better than New England's, and they caused problems. Yeah, this game will be interesting. Uh, next, we got Indianapolis at Jacksonville. We both got the Colts. They look pretty bad against the Texans. Yeah, they did. They they closed that game out pretty decently, though. So hopefully they get uh, the momentum riding into next week. Plus, I see revenge to Jacksonville, who knocked them out of the playoffs last year. <laughs> you know, no one in this division has a win yet. <laughs> wow. And two of the teams played each other. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. That's right, pretty bad division. Uh, next, Miami at Baltimore. We both got the Ravens. Atlanta at Rams. We both got the Rams. Seattle at San Francisco. I thought you liked Geno Smith. We both got the 49ers. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think the 49ers are pretty good. Too good to lose two games like that. That's true. And, I mean, Trey Lance had some, like, good throws last week. But, like, I just think with all that rain, like, it was impossible to not run it. So, I think weather in San Francisco would be a little better to see a little more offense. Yeah. But I'm interested to see how, how long this Geno Smith um, like hot streak lasts because I don't see it going past week five, like max. And I think they drop a couple of the games before that. I don't know. Who knows? He could have a comeback here. I mean, I'm not calling it or expecting it, but uh, I didn't expect what happened week one. And I mean, he's been taking a lot of cool QB one snaps. Now, so it seems like, you know, he's getting more seasoned as the starter. That is true. Uh, I kind of like Drew Locke, though, but I mean, he's backup, so we'll see. Cincinnati at Dallas. We both got Cincinnati. Dallas lost Dak. Yeah, they're they're done. They're done for the year. Yeah. Houston at Denver. We both got Denver. Arizona at Vegas. We both got Vegas. Chicago at Green Bay. I'm going Green Bay. You're picking your Bears now. Yeah, bear down. I I don't know. I believe I believe the Packers are worse than people think they are, and I believe the Bears are better than people that think they are. And there's still a gap there. There's still a gap, absolutely. But how big of a win would it be for a new coach? to get this win on the road in Green Bay. Dang, that'd be huge. You know, we got a lot of unproven people who are just trying to get more contracts because we have a lot of contracts that's fine next year. So I actually do believe in this team. Sunday Night Football and Lambeau. I think if, if Green Bay loses this game, uh, Aaron Rodgers is retiring early. <laughs> Fair. He was not happy last week. And I, I mean, I don't blame him. I don't know what to do with that offense. Like, who's he supposed to throw the ball to? Exactly. There's no one to catch passes. And Loki, that defense that was supposed to be locked down, Jerry Alexander could stop Jettis. So I don't know how good the corners really are. Yeah, I thought they were supposed to be the like one of the best defenses in the league. Uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson looked like he could do whatever he wanted. <laughs> it looked almost too easy, Loki. Like, did you see that one touchdown? He was just wide open. 
there's some moments in that game that Jess is like wide open, like no one even near him. I mean, I don't know. I I know Jess is good, but that that Packers defense looks like it has more holes than people thought. That is concerning because that's like all their team had going for them. Yeah. And then heading to Monday night. We got two Monday night games now. That's kind of weird. I don't really like that. But the first of them is Tennessee at Buffalo. Still riding with Buffalo. You agree with me. That's new. (laughs) They're good. I was wrong. Well, I mean, I hate playing Tennessee. They always play as tough. But I think, I hope we beat them this year. You should. But I hope Henry has a good game. I've won one of my fantasy leagues. There's an RB2. Had a good game last week. Two receiving touchdowns. Yeah, must be nice. Um, yeah, Henry was a little quiet, but hey, Buffalo's run defense looked good against the Rams, but they don't really run it. So we'll they will be tested against the Titans. Um, the second Monday night game is an interesting one too. Uh, Minnesota at Philly, and we split on this one. I got Minnesota. You got Philly. Both teams looked pretty good last week. Yeah, uh, that's tough. But I think Philly at home, prime time. I don't know. It's tough. They're both really good. They both improved, I think, the offseason. And plus, even though I like Dennis, I don't really like the Vikings. So I got to go with Philly. I think that'll be a good game, too. That'll probably be a better game than Titans-Bills. Yeah. I mean, I think both those games will technically be better than the Bears-Packers. Because even if, I think regardless of what happens, I feel like it's going to be a low-scoring game. A lot of defense. Or poor offense. Yeah, that too. Receivers. I think the Bears and the Packers have the two worst receiving groups in the whole NFL. So we'll see. I mean, you guys at least have one receiver. Yeah, Darnell. But Packers have literally none. Like their best receivers are definitely Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. That's so crazy that the Packers are a contender, but they didn't get one receiver. They were bad last year in week one. We talked about that last week. And when you got a quarterback that's that good and a defense that should be that good, at least they got playmakers. I think over the season they'll they'll like they'll get to what they're supposed to be. We got our lock segment now, and after we were riding high after our first week where we hit pretty much everything, we missed every bet last week. It's crazy. And we don't owe Sparsh a segment in the show because his big play parlay didn't even come close. <laughs> I didn't even look into it. Overall, now you are down 30 bucks, Vito. I'm down 16. So, with that, let's get into this week's picks. What do you got for us? I'm going all college, Oklahoma at Nebraska. Give me Oklahoma minus 11 half. New coach, no way for 25. Cal at ND. Give me ND and the points. I believe in pine time, 50 on that. And then again for the top 10 that lost, Miami at Texas AM, uh, minus five and a half. I don't think they lose two big games like that to, in the 12th, 12th man in Kyle Field. Give me, yeah, give me the Aggies. Oh, okay, okay. I went I went to college and an NFL. I also did Cal at Notre Dame, except, man, I don't know how you're so confident with that 10.5. I just went Notre Dame money line. I know it's <laughs> minus 380, but I put 50 on that. <laughs> nice. And then Bama against ULM. Uh, I don't even know them. Louisiana school, but I went Bama minus 12 by the end of the first quarter, minus 120. I put 20 on that. And then in the Chargers Chiefs game, I went Mahomes over 1.5 passing touchdowns. So at least two passing touchdowns, minus 110, put 30 bucks on that. That's pretty solid. Interesting little prop bet. Those prop bets go hard. Yeah. I like them. I look for them. 
So, I mean, we can't do worse than last week. Last week, we lost our whole $100 that we put in. So, we're negative. <laughs> yeah, we can only do just as bad. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we, it only goes up from here. I feel bullish. Let's go. Yes. Um. So, then with that, we will be back next week. Definitely breaking down whatever craziness. Some craziness has to happen in college just because of the ranked matchups and There'll be upsets that we did not see coming in NFL, I'm sure as well. Plenty more to talk about. Until then, we will see you guys next week.